this Thursday morning. What a great morning uh, it's been. And uh, right now you're tuning into RTHK Radio 3 and we're on live as uh, on live as well on Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And in the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about enhancing online education and learning. And I'm really delighted to be joined on the program by Timothy Hugh, who's an Associate Dean of Research Higher Degrees and also an Associate Professor of the Faculty of Education's Academic Unit of Human Communication, Development and Information Services at the University of Hong Kong. Welcome to the program, Professor Hugh. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for your kind invitation. Yes, and I'd love for our listeners to join us on Facebook. Uh, it's up and running. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And so we'll be discussing some big topics uh, this morning. So, Professor Hugh, I-, I think the pandemic has really sort of changed and shifted the way students learn. I should also emphasize that um, at your faculty, you teach teachers so that they'll become teachers for, for the students. Uh, can you sort of share a little bit more about your areas of interest? Um, and one of them is on Online uh, pedagogy. W- w- pedagogy. W- what is that exactly? Okay, thanks for the question. Uh, since I first obtained my PhD, that was about 16 years ago, I have always this interest in uh, online learning or technology enhanced learning. Okay, have something to do with technology and education. Why? Because my original bachelor degree was in computer technology. And then I have interest to use to merge technology and education in a way that can enhance students. So when we, when we talk about online pedagogy, we need to understand the word pedagogy means. Because if we don't understand the word pedagogy, we will not be able to understand online pedagogy. So simply put, for the layman to understand, pedagogy means MOI, method of instruction. Just as simple as that. I think that's the simplest idea that I can try to convey to uh, to the audience. Method of instruction. Now, there are many types of in, uh, methods of instruction or MOI. For example, you have the traditional lecture style. You may also have the case-based teaching style. You may also have the group discussion style, discovery method, and all kinds of things. So these are all part of MOI or methods of instruction. Now, when you come, when you add the word online to it, online pedagogy, it simply means method of instruction through the internet. Okay, so it can be asynchronous. What do you mean by asynchronous? Not at the same time. So it will be a pre-recorded video lectures. Okay, that will be asynchronous uh, method or synchronous that what we are doing now. Now I'm live with Noreen. So this is asynchronous because both of us are at the same time. So online pedagogy can use either or both asynchronous or synchronous methods. Yeah. In your experience, uh, how does technology work um, in enhancing online learning f- for students? You, you mentioned just now you have pre-recorded lectures, mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. great sort of come a great mm-hmm. database comes to mind. How else does that enhance learning? Okay, uh, I have asked. I've been asked about this question. How does technology actually enhance learning? Um, I think the first thing we need to do is to stick a uh, step back and understand that. Uh, in order to successfully engage a student, okay, you need to look into three main components. Okay, the first component is what is the key learning outcome you want to teach, you want to convey to the students. Okay, by learning outcome, I can mean learning factual knowledge, learning conceptual knowledge, learning how to problem solve, 
or learning even how to do some motor skills. Okay, first of all, this is the key outcome, key learning outcome, followed by the pedagogy that you want to use, and finally, the technological tools. Unfortunately, for many people, they seem to focus only on the third part, technology, because technology seems to be very exciting, very new. Okay, um, but I mean, trying to tell the message that if you want to have a successful learning experience for your students, the key outcome should come first, as well as the pedagogy. So when you put this thing ahead, then it makes sense. The horse comes before the cart. But if you put technology first, it's the other way. The cart comes before the horse. So your question to me is how technology can enhance learning. That is a big question. Now, okay, I have been thinking about this question since I received your questions. I think the best way I can try to describe is this. In every learning, in every successful learning, the more opportunity that you give your students to engage in active learning activities, the more successful they become. That's the key secret ingredient in my opinion. What do you mean by active learning? Okay, maybe I can put the other way around. What is active versus passive learning? I think that can help yeah. audience to understand. Now, passive learning would be you just listen to something and you don't really reflect on it. You just listen, it may come in, one year and go out the other year. Now, active learning, on the other hand, requires the students or the audience to think, to reflect, to act on something. Okay, so for example, you ask the students to answer some quiz questions. You ask the students to uh, reflect on what they learned and write out their responses. Or you ask the students to create something. Now, as long as you can use technology, to support or complement or supplement this active learning opportunity, then your chances of success in um, in promoting student learning will increase. So I'll give you an, a concrete example. Uh, during the pandemic, um, when, when the pandemic first started, I have heard colleagues and I've heard students complaining to me, mainly from students. Uh, Dr. Hugh, I have that professor, uh, lecturing for two hours non-stop on a Zoom. You can just imagine how uh, boring that can be, how painful that can be. You're not watching a Steven Spielberg movie here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're not watching Lord of the Wings. You're watching somebody's lecturing maybe methods of stati or statistical methods or statistical formula for two hours straight. You can just imagine the painful experience a student had been. Now, can you use technology in a way to create more active learning opportunity? So for example, instead of lecturing two hours, maybe every five, 10 minutes or maybe 15 minutes, stop, get the students to ponder. Give them some short questions, some quiz. Okay, Maybe even in Zoom, you, you can have some sort of a group work or pair work, ask them to respond. So can you use technology for that? Can you create some sort of a, a discussion forum for them to uh, interact with one another? Can you create some sort of a Kahoot, you have a Kahoot quiz in order to get them to respond? So simple things like this, in my research, I found uh, that this actually enhances learning. And this all this research has been published in top journals in the USA that talks about the importance of active learning to engage students. Yeah. How does that compare to face-to-face -face teaching? I mean, can it ever replace face-to-face -face teaching? Is it a good substitute? Uh, yeah, Dr. Hugh? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Everybody has been asking, is face-to-face -face better or is it online better? Okay, fundamentally, we need to we need to ask ourselves, we need to think about this um this this issue. Um face-to-face, -face, there is advantage to face-to-face, -face. there's also advantage to online learning. Okay, I think we need to understand. Okay, the face-to-face -face advantage is very obvious because we do we, we can have instant sort of um uh communication, okay. And uh, we do have some sort of non-verbal uh, feed, uh, uh, feedback. Okay, so you don't look, you just you don't just hear my voice, but you can see my facial ex uh, expression and all these things immediately. And you are all together at the same time, so the social presence is strong, and you can build relationship. Unfortunately, for face to face, um, not everybody can find it convenience, especially if you are busy, you don't want to commute, or you are away, and things like that. On the other hand, online gives you the convenience. You don't have to be physically here. Okay. Some of my students, you know, are still in China or still overseas. But um the disadvantage of online is that um, people tend to get disengaged. Okay. Uh when I'm when I'm lecturing, I'm mean, teaching over online, I wonder how many of them are looking at their phone at the same time. Do they have their cameras turned on or do they have their cameras <laughs> yeah, they have turned the cameras off? Turned on. Yeah, camera's turning on, but you never know, you know, that, you know, their eyes may wander. Okay. However, you asked a very important question. This is a huge question that has been asked around in the in the uh, research uh, literature over the many years. Which is better? Come on, which is better? Face-to-face -face better or online better or blended better? Well, the most recent uh research that i found uh, was published just in 2022 if you want that i can send it to you that uh, that paper in a top journal yeah. they claim that um the online has a slight advantage okay over face to face however the advantage is is a small effect that means in my opinion there's no harm to doing online if you do it well okay that means at the very least online learning is as good as face to face or Online learning may have a slight, slightly more advantage. But what I want to tell, uh, inform the audience is if you have a blended approach, that's even stronger. Yeah, I was going to say the key is to do it well, and, and you hit the nail on the head, yeah. Professor Hugh. It's to do it well. Mm. But there are challenges um, and and difficulties mm. on both sides for the educators yes. and and for the students as well. I mean, in terms of online learning and, and using technology, what sorts of challenges um, have professors come across, have educators come across? Okay, very good question. Uh, the biggest challenge I would think for educator at the very beginning when this thing whole thing started is the mindset. What do you mean by mindset? Mindset is a belief system that says that uh, uh, the online learning is a poor cousin. To the face I, I can't face. do it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pushback. Yeah, I can't yes. do it. I'm not sure what to do. And it's always bad. Uh, the pandemic has forced every educator, whether you like it or you don't like it, you have absolutely no choice. So that is the biggest mindset. So some, unfortunately, I've realized that some people, they don't, they, they fail to overcome this mindset and they just do the normal thing. Okay. They upload PowerPoint and that's it or they just lecture for three hours, that's it. So you can see the, the reaction from the students. Uh, but I guess because um, the pandemic has lasted more than what we expected, two, three years now, 
people, educator, more educators have come to realize that importance of online and they have slowly began to change. Some have changed faster, some have changed slowly. But on the whole, there has been a shift of mindset. Now, when we talk about doing online, uh, I don't see many people complaining as far as educators are concerned. They are used to it. They know how to use breakout room. They know how to keep their lectures short. They know how to engage students. So it's not too bad. That's fantastic. It's also because, I mean, without showing our age so much, we didn't grow up with technology. You know, um, growing up at school, the the, the most we had in terms of technology was our teachers showing us a video. (laughs) That was that 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 was it. So yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think some may be a bit slower, but ultimately, because the pandemic has lasted so long, what about in terms of students? How accepting, if you compare the beginning of the pandemic to now, how accepting are students? of online learning and, and blended learning? I guess uh, if you were to ask my honest opinion, I guess most students, they still would prefer face-to-face because face-to-face allows them to have a you know, personal bond. Okay, yes. it, it, yes. You know, you can bond after class, you can go for a meal, but you know, after class on Zoom, you just click and end meeting and that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> switch off the light. It's like switching off the light and that's it. Everybody just go off and do its own business. Um, but having said that, um, students are more, uh, uh, what do call that, used to having online. Okay, so when you say that I need to conduct some online, I think they are more accepting to this idea. But because uh, most people have already started back face-to-face, I think the best way to go now is the blended. Uh, because you don't really have a good excuse to go face-to-face uh, sorry, to go online, 100% online when face-to-face is now acceptable. It's safe to go face-to-face as long as you have those proper pandemic measures, uh, safe measurement measures. So I think the way to go is now maybe blended. Certain things, okay, you can ask the students to do it before coming to class online. And then when you come to class, you re- reinforce the materials or get them to do problem solving. I think that would be the best way. So this would be the idea before uh, the idea behind flip learning. Uh, okay, I should also, words, yeah, I should also mention that we are um, also talking about older students. Before our listeners mm-hmm. think we're talking about really young, uh, little children, we're talking about older students, mm-hmm. perhaps, um, uh, well, university students, uh, because uh, Professor Hugh teaches at the University of Hong Kong. Um, we are live this morning on Facebook. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three. Um, uh, we, we have a comment at, and says, "In the end, you're." Uh, you're killing your eyes. Time will tell. <laughs> well, what about that notion that, you know, if we're spending too much time staring at a screen, um, actually our eyes suffer, <laughs> Professor Hugh? Yeah. Do, um, that, um, you try to have regular eye break. In other words, you know, in my class of three hours, uh, we do take a, a, about three times break. Yeah, so short break, ten minutes, five minutes break. Just have break, and if you give students the the the, the permission, if you feel tired, just turn off a camera and things like that. Now, so um, that is not a hard and fast rule that you must switch on your camera throughout. Uh, so I, there's something that I really have to admit that is something, uh, affecting 
uh, most of us the Asian people because our eyes somehow our genetic makeup are, are weaker. Myopia, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're, we're yes, more yes. susceptible to to short sightedness. Mm. Um, we've got three mm. minutes uh, left, uh, Professor Hugh. Uh, one thing that I know mm. that you're interested in is also uh, gamification uh, for online mm. learning. I know that's something that mm-hmm. uh, you've looked at as well. Uh, what are your thoughts mm. on that? Um, you know, uh, making mm. learning more fun, <laughs> frankly. Yep. Um, I started on this gamification back in 2015. So that was about seven years ago because I noticed there's a huge interest of people in games. So gamification is different from game-based learning. Why? Because in gamification, I am not developing any full-fledged games. What I'm doing is simply to take out those interesting game elements and put it into my lessons. Okay, for example, I give you a very, uh, I just give you uh, some example. In games, you have goals, you have challenges, you have, you give students different levels, different autonomy and instant feedback. So can we use this kind of uh, notions from the games into your lesson? So I've tried it out in different lessons and the results has been very positive. Okay, excellent. I'm afraid we're out of time mm. today. There's still so much to discuss. Mm. I look forward to having you back on another time. And I'm really, really enjoyed our discussion today. And we're talking to Timothy Hugh, who's an Associate Dean for Research Higher Degrees and also an Associate Professor for the Faculty of Education's Academic Unit of Human Communication, Development and Information Sciences at the University of Hong Kong. And we were talking about uh, enhancing online education and learning. Thank you so much for your time today, Professor Hugh. Thank you so much, Norie.